It is the third of Advent. Can you believe that we are already here? Christmas is just around the corner. And for a lot of us, we are all ready for Christmas. We uh, have the Christmas tree up. We have done our candles, the Advent candles, the countdown candle. We have made sure that we have invited friends and family to come over. Maybe you've even uh, bought your favorite ugly Christmas sweater or a nice looking Christmas sweater so that you're going to look all great and perfect for Christmas. And it is. Christmas is one of my favorite seasons of the year because, well, one, I like the cold and I like the ability to just light candles, sit on my couch, snuggle with a blanket, read a good book, and just kind of relax. I don't know about you, but Christmas is that time of the year when it's dark outside, but we get to see all of the lights, and it just reminds us that there are peaceful and amazing moments to be had, even in the busyness of life. Well, it is the third of Advent, and joy is our theme on this third of Advent. Joy. That word joy. We hear it, we've probably heard sermons about it, but what does it really mean to live in complete joy? Now, like any good pastor who is going to preach a sermon and you know the topic, like today was joy, I went, huh, I wonder what kind of acronyms I can find for the word joy. You know, I got the J, I got the O, and I got the Y. Well, a simple little Google search actually gave me probably about 40 different ways that joy can be used in an acronym. So one of them is joke of the year. Yeah, I don't think we're going there this morning. Or jokes on you. How about just organize yourself? Yeah, some of us, we might need a little more organization. Or just Jesus-oriented youth. Then we get into these a little bit more serious ones. Jesus only you, Jesus first, other second, yourself last. I think it's easy to do the J and the O, right? Jesus offers, Jesus overcame, Jesus opens, Jesus orchestrates. But that why gets a little tricky because, you know, how many words really start with the letter Y? So here's the deal, though. You cannot have joy without the why. So even as it's a little bit difficult to maybe find the why words, joy is still present in every season. I know, maybe that was a little cheesy, but I told you I was getting a little pastoral on you with finding the acronym of joy. So actually, we're not even going to use an acronym this morning for joy. But we're going to talk about what happened over 2,000 years ago when the shepherds, they were minding their own business, right? They were watching, they were tending their sheep at night. And here, these shepherds, you know, maybe they were bummed that they had gotten the night shift. You know, that, oh, I have to watch the sheep again. To them, it was an ordinary, every day, every night kind of night. 
You know, there they were, maybe with some blankets around them. There they were talking around a fire, chasing sheep that wanted to run away, or maybe they were snuggling with one of their sheep. And all of a sudden, something happened that they weren't expecting. And all of a sudden, an angel appears. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't really expect an angel to show up and talk to me. But here, this angel shows up to talk to the shepherds. And this is what the angel said. The angel says, do not be afraid. Uh, hello? Of course I'm going to be a little bit afraid. <laughs> Maybe I've never seen an angel before. I haven't seen one. I'd be a little afraid. Someone's talking to me. But the angel continues, I bring you good news. Man, what kind of news is this? What kind of news? What am I going to hear? And he says, of great joy, which will be for all the people. So here we have the angel coming to the shepherds in the middle of the night, telling them that there is great joy because of this good news, and it is for everyone. So this great joy that the shepherds got to hear about 2,000 years ago, you and I get to live in, experience, and walk in every single day. Will you pray with me just before we jump further into this message about what does God have for you this morning to experience his joy to the fullest? Jesus, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this Advent season that we get to experience a joy that is not temporary, that is not circumstantial, but that is deep seated and grounded in the foundation of who you are and what you have for us. And may that joy be seen to everyone we come in contact to in this Christmas season. So Jesus, speak to our hearts and may we forever be changed. Amen. So just as those shepherds 2,000 years ago had an encounter with Jesus. Because after the angels came and told them the good news, they left the fields, went to the manger, got to see baby Jesus. And this morning, though everything may look exactly the same today, like it did yesterday, God wants to do something new inside of you. And he wants to give you that news of great joy. So not only in the midst of living everyday life can we experience joy, but we can live joy. So the first thing that we can talk about this morning is that, you know, joy appeared over 60 times in the New Testament. 60 times. So joy was a pretty big deal in the New Testament among the authors who wrote the New Testament. The first time we hear the word joy shared is actually uh, in the nativity of Jesus in Matthew chapter 2, verse 10, which it says, When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And so great joy is actually a little bit synonymous with Jesus. So the first thing we're going to talk about this morning when it comes to joy is that joy is a gift from God. Joy comes from God. It doesn't come from us. It's not something that I make up on the inside. It doesn't come from other people. It doesn't come from 
things. You know, how many times have we thought, well, if I just get this car, I will be happy. Or if I just get this promotion, I will be happy. Or if I just have this relationship. But we all know that that is happiness and it's momentary and it's fleeting. It's not long lasting. But joy is a gift from God. And that is not impacted by our circumstances. In Romans 15, verse 13, it says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy. Not just a little bit of joy, not just a little sprinkle of joy, but fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit you will abound in hope and overflow with confidence of his, in his promises. So God alone can produce true joy. And he does it naturally through his spirit that's living inside of us as followers of Jesus. And I love it that as God fills me with all joy, all of a sudden I can abound in hope and overflow with confidence. Joy, hope, confidence. Galatians 5.22 says this, and as it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. So again, as we continue to grow and become more like Jesus, that fruit of the Spirit is joy. As the Lord works in my life, joy is present. Number two, joy and true happiness is found in God's presence. So joy is a gift from God, but we'd experience joy and true happiness when we're in the presence of God. Psalm 1611 says this, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So what we need to do in this busy, crazy Christmas season, we need to slow down. We need to take a moment to say, God, I want to be in your presence. I want to sit at your feet I want to just be around you, and I don't want to be caught up in all of this doing. Now, how do I sit at the feet of Jesus, right? I don't see Jesus. Uh, he's not physically in front of me. Do I just plop down on the ground here and I sit? Well, there's a sitting, I think, of the soul and a sitting of the heart. Maybe you find your favorite chair in your home. Maybe you um, sit in your bed. Maybe you go to your favorite cafe and you don't have your phone with you. You don't have your computer with you. You shut out everything else and you just have your Bible. And you say, God, I'm going to give you this next 30 minutes. And I'm going to wait for you to speak to me. I'm going to shut out all the noise. Shut out everything else that is vying for my attention and I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to wait on you to speak to me. I'm going to wait on you to 
reveal something new to me about who you are. See, God's presence, maybe we put on a worship song, but sometimes, again, we fill our lives with so much noise that we miss what God is wanting to do. I want to encourage you this week, grab a piece of paper, grab a journal if you have that, and just sit. I've been waking up a lot at night, and for some reason, I'm not sleeping through the night. And, um, you know, instead of, you know, going and doing a bunch of stuff, I, I, I tend to pray, and uh, sometimes that puts me to sleep. <laughs> it's like kind of one of those, like, when you're really tired and you read the Bible and you fall asleep while you're reading the Bible. Um, but I do. I, I've been praying lately. And my prayer, my personal prayer is, God, I want more of you. I want more of you. I want to sense your presence. I want to feel your presence. I want to look around and see how you're moving and what you're doing in people's lives. And you see, when I start changing my focus, I am going to sense him more. I'm going to see him do more. But really, to come back to that is just joy and true happiness is found in God's presence, which means we got to make room for him. There is no room for Jesus at the inn. Mary and Joseph kept knocking on doors, trying to find some place. But there was room in that manger. And in that manger, there were miracles that were happening. And God's presence was in that room. And anyone who walked into that space was changed. It talks about how the shepherds couldn't stop talking about what they had experienced. And the same thing will happen to you and I as we sit with Jesus, as we listen to Jesus, as we seek Jesus, as we talk to Jesus, and as we wait on him. And at some point, I'm going to get real practical here with you, sometimes in the waiting on Jesus to speak to us, we get impatient. We feel a little silly, like, why am I just sitting here? Is God really going to do anything? The reality is he is, and he wants to. So take a few more minutes. Wait a little bit longer. Pray a little bit more. And you're going to experience God's presence in a way that you may never have experienced before. Third thing, joy is present in every season. Yep, joy is present in every season. Joy is not synonymous with happiness. Happiness, I think, a lot of times is temporary. We can be happy for a moment and then sad in the next moment. But joy is that steadfast knowledge to know that I have a Savior who has offered salvation to me so that I can be in relationship with God and so that I can have an eternal life, that I can have a life and a life that is abundant in the presence of God. Now, joy does not change. Joy does not shift with the winds or shift with the seasons or shift with the circumstances. When we lose our job, when our health declines, when our wallet is empty, it doesn't mean that joy just disappears. No, those are the moments I believe that joy rises up because joy reminds us that we have a hope in Jesus. We have a hope that God is going to provide. We have a hope that God is faithful. And in that I go, guess what? I can be joyful. 
James 1, 2 says this, counted all the joy. So remember how we were going to be filled with all joy? Here we hear in James, it says, counted all joy. My brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. You see, we can, even though it's hard, even though at times I think we'd like to avoid it, we can go through the hard seasons in our life and still be joyful because our hope is not what happens here. But our hope is in the heavenlies, and our hope is in the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Our answers are with him. They are not here. So again, the joy is I don't have to fight my battles alone. The joy is I don't have to do any of this alone, actually. The joy is that victory is coming. And the joy is I don't have to have this all to myself. I can share this with everyone else in my life as well. Romans 12, 12 says this, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Joy and hope go hand in hand. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18, Rejoice always. Not sometimes, not when you feel like it, not when things are going right. No, rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I love that we can read in scripture that the joy of the Lord is my strength. So that means I can dance in the middle of hardship. That means I can praise even when there are a lot of unknowns because I have this joy inside of me. Fourth thing, live in courageous joy. You see, courageous joy sets the hope of the heart. Let me say that again. Courageous joy sets the hope of the heart on Jesus and Jesus alone. Courageous joy is when we say, Jesus, you are more than enough. My hope is in you. And since no one can take Jesus away from us, no one can take our joy away. Now, have you been around someone that no matter what happens, like no matter what happens, like they still have that positive outlook, they have that joy, and you go, I want a little bit more of that. You see, when we live in courageous joy, putting all of our trust in Jesus, it becomes contagious joy. Contagious, where they say, I want a little bit more of that. And see, our contagious joy will lead people to Jesus. And see, that's what we're all about as Christ followers. We follow Jesus, and then we help lead others to come alongside of us. Now, there are a lot of things that tries to steal our joy. People, circumstances, our own choices, good and bad. Things, expectations, 
And in, as we Christians, as we want to walk in the fullness of the joy, we have to remember the good news that brought us joy. And that good news that brought us joy was that God loved this world. So he sent his only son to die for our sin, to die on a cross, to take on our shame, take on our sickness, take on our pain, take on our transgressions. And in that, it opened up this veil. It opened up this curtain. We can read about it in the Bible that the temple in Jerusalem, it had this huge thick curtain that separated regular, ordinary people from being in the presence of God. And when Jesus died on that cross, that veil was torn. So the great news that came to the shepherds and the great news that comes to us today that brings joy is that we can have a face-to-face -face relationship, a face-to-face -face encounter with God. Like that should bring us lots of joy. I get to have a relationship with God, the creator of the universe. He cares about me. I am important to him. He calls me his masterpiece. I am his beloved. Yeah. And when I know those things, I can stand in joy no matter what comes my way. So as we head towards Christmas, and as we talk about Santa Claus, and we talk about reindeers, and we eat our peppercocket, and we have our Yule boat, may we realize that true joy is remembering what Jesus has done for us, the door he has opened to us to have a relationship with God, and it is in his presence that we get to soak in that joy. So let's pause. Let's wait. Let's seek him. And maybe even remove some of those things that try to steal our joy. Stockholm Community Church, we're going to have a fantastic family Christmas service next Sunday. And there's going to be singing, and there's going to be peppercock, and there's going to be glug. There is going to be some funny skits. We're going to have a great time together on December 19th. And this is what I want you to do. And hear my heart. I want you to invite someone to come with you. I want you to extend the invitation. Because there are people in your life who do not know joy. There are people in your life who are desperate for not just happiness, but something that will anchor them when the storms of life come. So share an invitation of hope with someone so that they can experience the good news that brings joy, which is Jesus.